it going, folks? Welcome to another episode of Idiots versus Idiot. I'm an idiot. Danny here is an idiot. We talk about I have everything. an IQ of 160, sir. Lies. Lies and more lies. Anyway, the point is, that's a great example of how Danny is an idiot. Uh, the point of all of this is we come at perspectives of business being idiots, knowing that we have a lot to learn. And uh, a bunch of you out there probably do. And uh, we're just going to get right into this. What is our first topic today danny so unbeknownst to the rest of us on planet earth our friends over at uber and i'm a huge fan of travis kalanick not so much a fan of uh whatever the guy who, who replaced See, this is why i love you on this show i have no idea who these two people are okay, i did tra- read about this article but okay. i don't know who these people are this is what you bring so- to the table Travis Kalanick is the sometimes I don't find her to be controversial, but other people found her to be a controversial co-founder or founder of Uber. Um, he took an exit. By the way, it was a con- like it was a it was a heated exit. He leaves he, he leaves Uber. He's the one, by the way, and this was a dumb thing on his part. The you remember that like dot logo with a square in it? That was yes. his idea. Ugh, that was stupid. Um, Uber is this interesting. It's an interesting. You are in such my a mind, logo Nazi. You are such a logo. It's so true, Go though. Ahead. It is. I am. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I don't pretend. Uh, Uber is such an interesting company to me because uh, it is kind of this this star child, the star child of um, disruption and gig work. Sure. But it is. It will go down in flames when it finally goes down. Like when I, it's I honestly over, thought it was going to go down in flames this past uh, election cycle because in California they yeah. voted whether they yeah. would actually make all those people empl- you know employees yeah, and, and it not failed. Make any, it yeah. failed, right? So well, they're no, still considered it, gig workers. Well, it didn't precise. The, the law passed, but they created a carve out for Uber and Lyft because Uber and Lyft threatened to leave the state. Sure. Uh, Austin and, did it a couple of years ago where uh, yeah. you couldn't use Uber in Austin because of very similar types of circumstances. It but anyway, was, so so Uber's definitely a disruptor. I was yeah. not aware until this week that they had a flying taxi service, a flying car division. Yeah, and I I have so many questions. Okay, the first <laughs> one is did everyone hop in an RV and take a tree up to jo- like take a ride out to Joshua Tree and do acid? And then was just like, hey, guys, let's start a flying car division. It's already whacked to me that, like, all these companies have self-driving car divisions. But now you got a flying car division. What are you doing? Well, a flying taxi car. And here's the deal. Uh, here's what I found interesting about the article is apparently this has been a thing since 2016. Like, Uber decided I, right. this back then. So and, that uh, was a Travis decision then because that was well, Travis when Travis was the CEO. Yeah. And we'll link the article down below, but it's called um, the flying taxi for is called Elevate, which yeah. great name for a taxi service, right? Whatever. You but don't understand branding at all, do you? I don't care. The point is, is that it, they have this, have had it since 2016, and somebody sees so much value in it that they're selling it to someone else. What was the right? sticker on the sale? Do you remember? Uh, four billion dollars. No, you're uh, kidding me. Uh, Aurora Innovation, a four billion dollar company, okay. seventy five million. That's here's the thing. Here's what's hilarious. For it's a division of their business we didn't know existed until now. Correct. 
it's a division of their business that we didn't, we don't even have the comp. Like it doesn't, we know it doesn't do anything because we've never flown. Like we don't you have can't order. Cars. You're not ordering a flying Uber. Okay. Right. I don't care how high or how drunk you get. You can't get a flying Uber. You might be flying in the Uber, but the Uber's on the ground. Okay. Exactly. And the fact that somebody saw 75 million, and this is to me, Dar, who was Dar Karshwashawi or whatever the guy's name is. I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, I'm the child of immigrants. And all I can tell you is some of us just got here and was like, yeah, we're going to just pick a name that works. <laughs> like that people know what that means. Okay. Right, right, right. right. Um, he, he's Persian. And he was the, he was like the turnaround guy at Expedia, right? Okay. He's the one who made Expedia what it is. All right. Um, and after Travis's kind of flame out over there, which by the way, perfect exit because he got a stupid dummy amount of money. Uh, he was super controversial, but the reason he was controversial was he just went into a city. He was like, yeah, we don't care. We're just like, we're here now. Right. Like, and, and that was, you know, it's someone who is an outspoken and uh, un, unrepentant anarchist. That is how you properly defy regulation you just go yeah we're doing it up yours and if you look and if you're properly funded if you're properly funded like uber you're fine like it just like arcade city was in austin for a while after that ban and they were doing the exact same thing so what it's banned we're just going to do it anyway right well it, look it look i'm all for disruption and and there should be more innovation and disruption yes. in a lot of different businesses um but to a certain i'm all extent, for not asking permission because you're a goddamn well, free american right and and, and I if you want to drive around some drunk people for eight dollars an hour that's your problem well and elon musk has made a elon musk and his companies have made a a art form the last 15 years about just saying things just saying oh, yeah. i'm gonna do whatever this to me yeah. falls in that vein of Uber, for whatever reason, in 2016 says, hey, we're going to have a flying car division that we're not going to tell anybody about. And then we're going to come across an article in 2020 that says not only did have they been thinking about this and developed this flying car taxi division since 2016, according to what they have said this year, and I wrote this down because I thought it was crazy, apparently their plan has been all along to have this service up and running in Los Angeles and Dallas by 2023. I have so many questions about your statement, one of them being you still use a pen and paper, you ancient 100%, dinosaur. 100%. Look at this. Look at, Who am I in business with? I, I, oh, my goodness. And the yellow you, pad. Do you do you everything. go up to your car and crank the front of it to get I, it started? I do. I do. Yes, okay. I do. Um, I have the- so much to tell you about the future of television. <laughs> it's going to kill radio. Um, Eat it. Eat it, I just think suck. it's awesome that this happened, that this exists, and that I like the fact that somebody's pushing the boundaries. I like the concept that someone's like, air traffic control. We're Uber. We don't do that. Right. Well, but you know, you and I both know that there is no way on God's green earth that this company has flying taxis by 2023 in any county. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're the one who just got done telling me before we started the podcast that you're buying an electric truck and it's probably going to drive itself. So, <laughs> and five years ago, like when people were like, Man, Teslas are going to drive themselves. I'd be like, oh, okay. Teslas are going to drive themselves. Like, I don't, I don't, I have no... At this point, there's nothing you can tell me about what you think the future is going to bring, especially after a year like 2020, where I'd go, I don't think so. 
That's true. Nothing's, there, off, the, there's nothing's off the table. Like, I I agree with you in that, and th- look, this is why one of the great times to be alive because of that, right? That That you and I can sincerely sit here and go, I cannot, like, I would not be able to put money on the fact that this doesn't happen. Right, by 2020. Now I can sit here and think, okay, based on my experience, I don't think we'll have flying cars by 2023, more or less taxis. But at the same time, I'm not going to put $100,000 on it because no. some the crazy because technology could change between now and then. Somebody could develop something or it, have already developed something that we don't know about. And this, and it could be perfect for, as you know, as we both know, like going up 35 Dallas to like to, from Austin to DFW, mm-hmm. Going anywhere from Austin, if you're trying to get to any of the other cities, basically other than San Antonio, huge pain in the neck. Yes. And as as and as like Los Angeles, similarly to to California, you have industry that's split across a huge state. So it's interesting that you said they're, they're, they they had thought about two states, which is one was one city, Los Angeles, one Dallas. It's interesting because if you're talking about a flying taxi and I can hop in it and it's a hundred bucks. It's so much easier for me to to flying taxi to DFW and and hop on any because you can get any flight out of DFW whenever you want, going anywhere, and there's always a first class seat always open for me. Right. Trying to fly out of Bergstrom, um, it's impossible to get anywhere ever. Like it's like right. yeah, you're gonna have to connect in like Scottsdale at the small airport in Scottsdale, and then you got to take a bus. And you got to go to Las Vegas. I mean, it's just always dumb. Like every, I've never got a direct flight in or out of Austin for anything. But I also fly Southwest a lot because I'm, they give me two seats. <laughs> hey, for I free. love Southwest. So do I. I mean, <laughs> like right. you know, big people friend. For those of you out there, completely off topic. But if you're a big person, Southwest is your is your go to. Okay. Yeah. I'm just totally. saying. All right. It is the go to. They give because you an extra seat. Yeah. Anyway, they they classify you there. We're we're defined, and this is here we go with a tangent. Uh, if you're a big person, if you say, I would like accommodations for a person or passenger of size. Passenger of size. There's the key Hilarious. Word. I'm a yes. passenger of size. I'm a passenger of size and stature. Yes, yeah, right. Yes. Okay, so let's anyway. do story number two. Yeah. What do we got? Pretty What's good. number two? Oh. Are you ready for this, though? What? What? What, what is? I'm ready. What is it? I don't know what it okay. is. Wayne Gretzky's rookie card. <laughs> what? Who cares about hockey? I mean, I knew that. Listen, we all know that I'm not a a, a sports person. Okay, I care I, about hockey. I care about hockey. All right, not not as much as nobody football, cares but about, I care hockey. about hockey. What's I'm? Yeah, I don't get why anybody. But I'm just saying, the concept that Wayne Gretzky's rookie card mm-hmm. it sold for one point two nine million dollars. <laughs> Cuckoo that is bucks. awesome. That is awesome. It's cuckoo dollars. Okay. Okay, but okay, but you're talking about and look, this is the thing about memorabilia as a whole, right? Like I kind of yeah. put memorabilia, whether it's movie memorabilia, sports memorabilia, whatever, kind of in one big category. Two things are always true in memorabilia. One, it's the nostalgia industry, and we all pay for nostalgia. Well, but here's the deal. One, it is only valuable in markets when people have money, 
right? When the whole 2009 housing bust happened, nobody was spending a million dollars on a card, whether it was Wayne Gretzky or, you know what I mean, baseball cards or whatever. It, when people have disposable income, those types of memorabilia kind of things go up, right? Longhorns yeah. sell more merchandise. Dallas Cowboys sell more merchandise. It's all memorabilia, even if it's brand new, right? Right. So, totally. uh, so as the as people with disposable income, those things, comic books, cards, stuff like that, go up in value. And two, about memorabilia, it has to go to. It's always in the value of that person. Now, Wayne Gretzky. If you know anything about hockey, you know the great one. Wayne Gretzky, right? Well, I, Even, I know this, I know the name. It's he. It's it's enough that I'm a person who doesn't care about sports. I don't care about hockey, and he transcends that because he's a cultural right. icon. Because he's and so, but I'm just saying, you know, I this I want to circle back to this guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, who two years ago or three years ago was talking about? Well, I think baseball cards and sports cards. And those kinds of things are going to make a comeback in a couple of years. So I'm buying heavy on them. And Logan Paul, the now, you know, YouTuber turned boxer. Right. It recently did a um, special like live on his YouTube where he was uh, for charity auctioning off or selling. I don't know the precise you know, organization of it. Yeah. Uh, but it was for charity doing Pokemon cards. And there's still Pokemon cards out there that are fresh in the pack with the fresh box, blah, 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 blah. And it was controversial enough, not just because it was Logan Paul, but there's a, there's a, anytime, anytime there is a subculture surrounding a specific thing, I'm a car guy. So I know this, like, you know, in a Japanese car, if you put the wrong kind of, if you upgrade into the wrong kind of engine, right, you LS swap a 350Z. Sure. We're all going to boo boo. Like we're going to like, like you're stupid for having done that. I don't blame you because it's the right thing to do. But you know, we're all going to look. Poo-poo any that. subculture is that way, right? Pokemon cards, Magic but the, the Gathering, that, right? But the fact that, but the fact that Gary V was so correct. Well, like, look, he's this guy is so lot. good at predicting the market. What's that? He's correct a lot, but I don't think in this one it was an outlandish claim. I, look, anybody that that knows comic books cards whatever knows that they ebb and flow right they just do right they they ebb and flow they go through periods of time where they're worth lots and lots and lots of money and then they go through periods of times where you can't offload them no matter what because again you have to have a group of people that are willing in this case to bid on a Wayne Gretzky card i'm sure that wasn't the only bid they got i would be interested to know how many not only okay 1.2 million dollars how many bids were there to get to 1.2 million dollars were there 20 bids because there was 20 different people? Were there only five people bidding on it and two people really wanted it? And it got like auctions to me are in its own little bubble, a nice psychology experiment for me because that want and then money. And then did somebody start out wanting it and then got out at 900,000 because that's that that was where they were willing to spend. I was willing to spend 900,000, but I'm not willing well, to spend 1.2, right? You know what's interesting is, um, I. I was listening to a different podcast about cars and uh, they were talking about how in that industry, you know, let's say there's, you know, a Dodge Charger or a Plymouth Cuda, whatever it is. Right. 
something that is rare enough where there's, you know, seven of these particular colors or whatever. And they'll talk about how there's only one of seven. A guy will take it to auction block and say, well, the last time this specific one of seven model, this is number three. The last time number four got sold, it sold for three million or whatever it was. Those are pretty close to accurate numbers. Well, that guy owns all seven of them. Right. And he is running them through the auction and his buddy's bidding it up and they're doing this thing where mm-hmm. they're just inflating the crap out of the price and they're just, you know, they're paying, you know, a hundred thousand bucks in fees to to the auction and they're just running it to bid up the price. And one guy's is cornering the entire market on it. That's another part of it that I think is fascinating and super interesting. Like, you know, and I know more about this from the car angle because that's my right. thing. But it's fascinating to me that, you know, a, listen, it's a piece of cardboard. Well, and look, this is also it's a piece knowledge. of knowledge. Big man, it is a piece of cardboard. Well, and it's a tiny, tiny piece of cardboard, to be honest. It, like, but, and this is, the, I've Have always Have you ever found bought this... those, like, Hanes pack of undershirts? And there's that dumb piece of cardboard yeah. in there? Yeah. You're getting 15 times the volume of cardboard for free. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it doesn't I look this is another Gary Vanderchuk thing and that I think he is brilliant in that I don't look and again I don't know Gary Vanderchuk but I I know I read a lot I of do. his stuff I have his um, cell phone number <laughs> I, I actually do I'm sure you do the point is is I I don't always think is this guy uh, you know, does he see these things like a crystal ball, or is he just a guy that does spends a lot of time educating himself and he's making educated guesses? Here's why. The or, guy or actually, can I, let me add this before yeah. you keep going. What I think might be interesting too, at least in my brain, is is this Wayne Gretzky card? Is Logan Paul's Pokemon cards? Are these because Gary V is a cultural like sure stalwart? He is a part of entrepreneurial culture. So is he is he creating in a way, not that that's his intention, but I'm saying by Gary Vaynerchuk saying cards are going up, are cards going up? And Gary Vaynerchuk is saying, wow, I think cards are going to go up. 100%. Or are cards just kind of out there changing hands and he's going, cards are going up. No. And so cards start going up because Gary V said buy cards and that's, and we, you know, people love nostalgia. So I yes. have, um, I'm starting to amass a collection of, Power Rangers comic books, which is a weird subgenre of comic books because they didn't have a comic book to start with. They're like, yeah, it wasn't a comic book thing. It was a show thing, right? It was a show thing. But I just, I love the comic book. I love the concept of collecting comic books, but I'm not going to start collecting Spider-Mans and stuff because I don't know that stuff. I don't, that's not what I know. I know Power Ring. I I I have a bunch of X-Men comic books from when I was a kid and stuff like that. Like, so I have some very... Are they in black and white? Are they pounded in on stone? (laughs) Yeah, stone tablets. Eat it. So, but yeah, what I was saying is, so Gary Vanderchuk pedals, or not pedal, I shouldn't say that. I respect him a lot. He teaches knowledge, right? You know, one of his things is if you want some money, go out to garage sales, find stuff that you can sell on Amazon or whatever. He's What he's actually peddling is educate yourself on something, right? Go find and buy things from people that didn't educate themselves because you. this story could just as easily be 
nine-year-old finds Wayne Gretzky rookie card at garage sale and pays a dollar and sells it for $1.2 million. That could easily be this story because if you don't know anything about hockey or who Wayne Gretzky is, you, 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 this card was just sitting in a box, right? Or whatever. Um, and we've all heard a story like that. So I'm a, you know, in addition to being a car guy, I am a watch guy. We call that the horology community or I'm a horophile. And uh, we love those. And, you know, I'm at a group thread with a bunch of my watch friends and we always send those like, you know, there's a clip where some guy goes on antiques roadshow and goes, yeah, I was moving a couch and um, from my grandfather's house. And I found this, you know, vintage Rolex Daytona. And, you know, if you don't know watches, Rolex Daytona's doesn't matter how you get them. They hold value like crazy. You can, if you can get on the waiting list, which is 10 to 15 years long at any Rolex AD, yeah, and you have to probably spend a hundred to two hundred thousand dollars there before they even care. And they might get one or two per year to sell. Sure, you can buy it for fifteen or you know eight thousand, you know fifteen thousand bucks. I think is what a Daytona goes for basically, and you can flip it today in thirty thousand bucks. See, you can double is- your money. Today. This drives me nuts. And and again, my perspective, right? Which is value is a perspective, right? Is value here- is value is subjective. And no yes. there's it's very there is no objective def- definition of value because I would pay I would probably just go buy the half gold, half stainless steel. It's called the two-tone. Because that's the that's the fastest way to get into a Daytona. You can't get a stainless one. Well, but and that's, that's my thing. point, is you're talking about a watch at the end of the day. You're talking about a watch that keeps time, right? That See, that that's okay. it. So, but again, they are able to charge that because they're allowed to charge that, right? And Dude, that that's this, why I'm a capitalist. But this this watch right here is a, it's an automatic chronograph, right? Okay. This thing has literally an engine inside of it. But no, no, I'm I'm not downplaying the 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 technicality or technical yeah. aspects of a watch. But you kind of are. Watchmaking is a is a craft. Right. Yeah, no, no. Totally. So I'm not downplaying at all. My point though is it still is a watch. I can get mm-hmm. it from a five dollar Casio, what time of day it is, yes. or yep. a million dollar, you know what I mean, watch. My you point at the able- end of the day is I don't see me personally the value in spending a million dollars on a watch or five hundred dollars yeah. on a watch. It doesn't matter yeah. to me, even though I own some of those watches that are more expensive. They've always been gifts. But that's me. I can see other people like you going, Hey, no, this is. I've got three of these, and here's what it is, and why it is. Well, I mean, I just it, don't see it. Yeah, I know you don't see it, and I didn't either. And when I first got into the hobby, and this is like any hobby, right? Right. Wayne you Gretzky, one point two million dollars. I'm not paying one point two million dollars for, like you said, a two inch piece of cardboard, piece of cardboard. with somebody's picture I'm, on it. I'm, I'm not paying. A, I'm not paying ten dollars. Okay. Well, exactly. I'm not paying a hundred. So like, I, and like. I guess if I was like, I think I can sell this. The only reason would be, I think I can flip it for money, right? Right. But like, like I'm going to keep an eye open for Wayne Gretzky rookie cards. Uh, I mean, other than that, it has no. But totally, this is and this is what goes back because again, the Gary Vanderchuk thing, and I truly believe in this is is and this is why we're talking about this story on this podcast is I think there is money to be made 
in a lot of different aspects. If you take the time to learn what you're doing, know the difference between what someone else sees value in buying and what's garbage, right? Even though that can transition, right? What's garbage, right? Hey, can man. transition. I, I went over, I have purchased watches from uh, savers and like, you know, mm-hmm. been, and like Goodwill. Sure. And I have turned them around and just with a little bit of work, turn them around for profits. And it's, it's wild to me that like, cause there, there, cause I read a story about somebody who found a watch that was worth 20 grand or something in a store and bought it for $10. So yeah. I started going to every Goodwill type place that I could find. Dude, Antiques Roadshow is an entire show built around what is this crap worth, right? And then finding those little bitty, okay, this has been in the family for three generations or, you know what I mean? Somebody brought this back. Even uh, what's the the Pawn Stars or whatever it is, the Pawn Shop Show, it's very similar. The same thing. What is this worth, right? Um, and that kind of stuff. It's very similar to think that this this thing that I've found or whatever uh, uh, just happens to be a World War II, you know what I mean, uh, a thing that's worth a million dollars. So I, I think it's that combination of lottery, right? Yeah. That lottery versus knowing what you're doing. And I think uh, you can do this on a small scale. And again, this is what Gary Vanderchuk, you know what I mean, teaches. You can do this on a small scale, buy something for 10, sell 20 of them for $20, right? And 10 times 10, right? And then on go and keep it moving, right? Um, he, he's the kind of guy that, you know, uh, everybody can find. Nobody can be without, nobody has to be without money because there's a way to make money with very little effort if you just put some effort in. Exactly. And that is, I think, you know, nostalgia is a fan. And if that's, that's one thing I think, you know, in this evolving market, if you want to speculate on one thing, speculate on a, uh, something that brings that, it, that stirs up your nostalgic feelings. Sure. And that rich people want, because, yeah, in, that, because in that case, this people, this person had to get this card in front of not only people that felt nostalgic and liked hockey, but people with big pocketbooks. Because if you talk to someone 30 years ago, when I was a kid and you were like, you know, or when you were a kid a hundred years ago, sure, sure, and you sure. said these stone tablets with Wolverine on them might be worth some money someday. That's wild. No one would yeah. tell, no one, you know, and so you never know, like if, if you're looking to speculate in an industry, the concept that there's a kid out there named Logan Paul speculating on Pokemon cards, wild, you know, wild. I to thought me. you were like, about to say some Logan Paul card. And I was about to just, if there's part in the future where there's a Logan Paul card that wor- is worth anything, I don't know if I want to live in that world. That is, uh, well, he's, is, he's him or his brother. One of them will end up being your president at some point in time. I'm sure. Awful to think about what, can we move on from this conversation now? I'm now disgusted. Uh, what do we, what, what's number three today? Number three is the Texodus. Um, Huge tech companies are leaving New York and California, and they're going to Florida. Yeah. Now, there's one interesting thing about tech in California that that they have this this weird rule about non-compete clauses right. and how they're enforced. So California has a law, and I'm probably screwing it up because this is a show called Idiots versus Idiots, and if you're expecting expertise in your news, you're an idiot. I actually read up on this, so go ahead. So, but they have this, this basically these these unenforceable non compete clauses because in order to enforce the non compete to force an employee 
out of going to a competitor, you have to pay them a salary for the length of their non-compete clause. So let's say you have a one-year non-compete. Mm-hmm. And these, these clauses are mostly for their upper-level management and executives. It's not for programmers. Like It's like, yeah, you can go program wherever you want. And you did see this with some programmers illegally taking Tesla, like, you know, information, sure. proprietary data to Google or vice versa. I don't remember because it doesn't matter when a bunch of like, oh, like well-paid multi-billionaires are arguing about intellectual property. I tune out. I just don't care. Um, but I just think it's interesting that these companies are all leaving and they're coming to, and there's a lot of, there, there could be potential downside because why are they leaving New York and California, and are their workers going to bring the same problems that that they're leaving, that they're fleeing in New York and California? That's one conversation everybody's having, which is Texas and Florida could flip blue because of this this Texas. You're seeing Goldman Sachs is is uh, bringing, I think it's their entire, um, I think it's called Edward or something else that they recently had, a, like maybe the last ten years had acquired a management company. Of, yeah. Well, money managers. You have a couple these are the they're, questions they're, here, right? The, you have a couple different questions here. One of them is this non-compete thing, and here's the deal. All right, and again, idiots versus idiots. I'm not a lawyer, but you should understand. And this goes back to exactly our Gander, Gary Vanderchuk question we were just having about Wayne Gretzky's card. Is you should educate yourself in businesses that you're in. What you're essentially saying, and which is true, is people in California. The state of California basically has null and voided all um, non-competes from a state standpoint. So, when and he- I do know that at, at at some point in time, prior to even Google having been in, in Android in the phone business, Eric Schmidt was on Apple's board, and they had a uh, just a handshake agreement that they wouldn't cross recruit or cross hire. Sure, and they and that was in place for Microsoft as well. So at some point in time, they were, they didn't, they were enforcing the non-compete privately, which also was like that. They ended up in a lawsuit for that. I and do that recall. look, that, it, well, and because that, that's a different situation. But California has always been a very worker-friendly state, right? Each state to state has their own rules and guidelines. I mean, California, yeah, you're talking about a place that certain types of businesses have to supply nap rooms to their employees, right? I mean, it's a very worker friendly state which is where you get these kind of laws that's a worker friendly law here's the problem though most californians probably don't know that the law exists the company does and they're putting these non-competes in front of these people having them sign them no the company knowing that they're not enforceable but the potential employee does not Right. They are not educated about the California, especially they come from somewhere else. Right. They move from Texas to California. They whatever they go in, they get hit with a non-compete. They think it's binding. So what that company is counting on is that person's ignorance. It happens in business all the time. And that whole salary thing, again, non-binding. Right. It's another it's another shade, another curtain that they put in there to say, hey, we're going to pay you during this non-compete. Again, hopefully you're ignorant. You don't know that you can't break this. And B, it just makes us look right, right, if you do argue about it, that, well, we paid you, so technically you're still an employee, right, or whatever it is. So it's it's a loophole. They're they're trying to create themselves. And this happens in business a lot, right, that we prey on people's ignorance about a situation. 
Now, as far as everybody coming to Texas, Texas, the opposite of California, is a very business-friendly state when it comes to laws. We are a free-to-work state. Any employer in the state of Texas can fire you for any uh, reason. You're always so idiotic. It's called the right-to-work, not right free-to-work to state, whatever. Point is, is you, I can fire you as a Texas employer. I can, I can fire you for any reason, for any time, for anything, period. Yep. You have zero ramifications, okay? Yep. It is just a right. So, and a lot of uh, our You're laws, talking about at will. Right to work has something to do with uh, unions, and you can't force people to, to unionize, but it's also an at will. It's, it's an at will. Business friendly business state. Business friendly state. The laws are written with the business more in mind than the employee in the right. state of Texas. And These tech As we're companies, seeing, like, what is. California has become a place where it's nearly impossible to hire people, and well, and like to fire Uber, them. That yeah, and so and so Uber, Uber and Lyft and the tech and the gig work industry created they created this loophole, and it's very smart because they're like, listen, technology can replace a bunch of this stuff, and so what happens? So the so the the argument that you always hear is, well, we need a regulation. Guess what? There is some doofus sitting somewhere on a couch smoking uh, smoking a bunch of ganja who's going to be like, there's a regulation. We'll figure out how to get around it. Because the ganja is illegal, and he's smoking it anyway. In right. most states, it's illegal. So he's smoking it anyway. So that, I mean, someone will figure out how to end run around the, the regulation. Absolutely. And so what happens in the long term, you know, is because California was this booming economy. And what, what happened in the long term was that they just kept tying a noose around the neck of the workers saying, this is going to hold you up. But at some point in time, that noose stops holding up your neck and it starts to choke you. Right. And that's what, you know, like guys like Joe Rogan and stuff were saying, like, he was like, I had been trying to move my family here for a while because I just saw this stuff coming down the pike, but my wife and kids, they really like it. But all it took was for, we, can, we can't walk into a restaurant in Los Angeles, but we can in Austin. And now they're, it, that's all it takes. But if people who are, and this is, you know, we're a business show, but I, this is a political question. Sure. What happens when the workers of these companies come to Texas? And this was a question that had been posed by somebody when Toyota, this is a couple of years ago, closed their entire ecosystem and collapsed the whole thing into Texas, across Texas. They're already, they'd been building Toyota trucks in Texas and they built some of them in Indiana, but they are moving the entire their entire infrastructure out of California, which is where they were right. for since they had been in the U.S. So 50, 60, 70, 80 years, and they moved the whole thing to Plano, Texas, right Good for the residents of Plano, Texas. Right? I know people who who had uh, just a piece of land out in Plano that was it went from being it they bought it really cheap. They're from Ohio. They do it, you know. 30 years later, we're going to try to move to Texas or something. That thing just kept going up in price, and then the $150,000 piece of land they bought is $2 million bucks. Well, look, that, that wave that you're talking about, first of all, and we talked about this, I think, in a previous podcast, this is not a new thing. This is not a 2020. It's been happening in central Texas for years now. Yes. Um, you know, Everybody talks about Austin and you know, kind of being this new tech, right? Uh, look, look, by 2017... Valley. I think it was 2017. They said Dallas, Texas had more tech workers per capita than San Francisco. 
Well, they have one of the best schools for it. University of Texas Dallas has been a technology-based college since the 90s. I looked at going there back in the when I graduated high school in the early 90s to go there because they were right across the street. The University of Texas at Dallas is built right across the street from a bunch of those tech companies. And it's Yeah, they're in Richardson, right? They're, right, exactly. They're not a- yeah, so, it was proper so there, Richardson. It makes sense from a business standpoint, and you're talking about politics. You know, people like it here. You're talking about the city of Austin, and when we say Austin, we're really talking about Austin and all the surrounding cities. The city of Austin, like the last statistic I saw was something like almost half of people that live here are not from Austin, Texas. They're not even yeah, from it's, Texas. It's a transient city. Right. So you're talking about, and not just because of the college, but because of business now as well. Yeah. And you're right, that does have political political things what does that cause as far as the wave how does it change the political landscape how does it uh change the business landscape real well, estate right how does that yeah, change I mean, the, the the political question is for me and i think that is the question for a lot of people is if you come here with your dumb dumb pee pee poo poo ideas where that turned california into a place where you could not live which is interesting because the state of texas legislature I think it was last year made it even harder to institute income tax. They created several layers of bar- they created several barriers to create income tax, and they created several barriers to make guns illegal. We're seeing this flood of because if you you lived in a place that was beautiful, it's visually pleasing, good weather, sure. and you turn it into a place that's uninhabitable. Okay. This is where one of those situations, folks, where Danny and I are going to disagree, and I'm going to try to squelch my my screaming. Look, I came from Texas Clay. I was born in Texas, raised in Texas, and I, my parents are in this Texas earth, and I will one day be, okay? Now, Texas runs through these. I got a Texas flag above my head, no. okay, and a Texas tattoo on my arm. I bleed Texas through and through. So do there I. Is, what you're talking about will never happen. You can bring as many people here as you want from anywhere else in the world. And those same people, and you are a great example of this because you came to Texas and it wasn't very long before you were Texas. You are a Texan now. You're not from Minnesota. People coming here from California. Don't once they're here for a while, they're not from California they are yeah. Texans, okay? Yeah, so, so this and as whole... you can see here, here in my in my in my studio, I have my cowboy hats hung up. They're not for show. Like, this isn't <laughs> studio dressing. These... I just moved my studio to the room where I keep all of my attire. Like, yes. you know, these people come in, and this is this is truly what I believe. And now maybe it's naivety because I am a Texan and and that kind of stuff. But it's I don't I believe that the Texas culture is so unbelievably strong that we sway those people when they come here. Now, are they going to bring some values and stuff with them? Yes, but I think it will just make it a more rich culture. I have zero fear of losing what Texas is because of the amount of people and companies that are coming here from other places. Yeah, and I would just add to, you know, in, in contrast to what you're saying, like they had one at one point in time, California had elected this guy named Ronald Reagan. <laughs> okay, right. Ronald Reagan. Right. And it went from Ronald Reagan to here's an app where you can figure out how much poop there is per square mile in San Francisco. 
So dirty, that, dirty is, city. I was there a year ago in down in San Francisco and downtown San Francisco. Yeah, and it is a gorgeous, gorgeous city with a lot of homeless people, and it is very dirty. Yeah, and that like that is a rising problem we're seeing in Texas. And all we need is that cult from uh that that Netflix documentary that came out last year, um, Wild Wild Country. And they were like, they were busing homeless people in from other states to Oregon to help flip a county because they're like, okay, and we'll just give them all the place to live on our ashram. And uh, have you seen Wild Wild Country? I don't know what that is. And God knows where Danny got this kind of stuff. Uh, People, please take anything that Danny says, verify things for yourselves. This is idiots versus idiots. Because what Danny is now spouting sounds like something from a conspiracy theory site, not in actual reality. So I don't, God only knows. Stop. Listen, I, there is a documentary, a docu-series, and it came out last year, I think. And it was insane. It's called Wild Wild Country. And it's about this Indian guru. And I'm Indian, so I was interested. And he moved. I'm not really, I actually don't, I'm not Indian at all. But um, he went from like some, like the, the town or city he was in in India basically said, you got to get out. And they went and bought this huge ranch in Oregon outside of Portland. Okay. And they like, it, this was, they like poisoned the local, uh, like some, the local uh, salad bars with listeria because they were trying to flip the county so they could control the county. Again, and, this sounds like some conspiracy theory. But it happened. My, okay, in your head, I have no doubt. Okay. <laughs> so this is, yeah, anyways, uh, you know, they're putting poison in the water and it turns the frogs different. So Yeah, I can't exactly. The, See, this sounds this is, right I up that alley. This listen, I can't even say the G Right word. up that alley, okay? Yeah, I know. Right next to it, man. Right next to it. All right. So... Did you did you check out the last story? Now, can I, class? I have to tell you people something about doing a show with Big Man. I love Big Man, but if there's one pet peeve I have is people who email me about the same subject, starting another email chain and email yes. thread about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have. He, he says I have one, fi- folks. It is dozens. He has yeah. dozens of pet peeves. Dozens. Yeah, that's well, one ahead. of my dozens. Go, go ahead. So I have fired high paying clients over doing this because I'm like, Hey, include all of your attachments for whatever right here. And then they come in like, here's four in one email, six in another. And now I'm scattered and all these emails I got to search. And I just said, I'm sorry, this we're not going to. So I put everything into a doc, into a Google doc. So we can, we can look at it, share stuff. <laughs> He's like, well, can you just tell me what's what, what the stories are? Uh, you know what? Eat it, first of all. And second yeah. of all, okay, they, it doesn't matter, all right? I get okay. the whole benefit of Google Docs and whatever, but okay, just we have email to stay me on... dang topics, all right? But all look, right. You, yes. we have to stay on task here. Yeah, what do you want? Okay. Have you seen this? the fourth story? Uh, fourth story? We're on number four already? Wow. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Okay. A Japanese company uh, called Aoki. I think it's called Aoki. Um, He's not pronouncing that right, I'm sure, but go ahead. Well, I don't think you're going to do any better. Oh, that's why I'm not saying it. <laughs> no. Um, I, the only reason I know it's pronounced Aoki or it could be pronounced Aoki is because um, Steve Aoki, the DJ, so uh, whose father was the founder of Benihana, by the way. Interesting. Ah. 
Wild okay. World. Um, they so have Japanese created, company has created a pajama suit for Zoom meetings, like we're doing right now. It is literally it is a suit made out of pajama material. It is the most twenty twenty. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> folks. I like okay. I am all about innovation, comfort. opportunity, comfort, all hey, of listen, these things. That's you're the person who taught me. Like when I first moved to Austin, like this other kid had shown up to one of our networking meetings wearing a suit, and he's like, "Ah, oh, you must be from Dallas, like because nobody dresses like <laughs> yes, that here, right?" And uh, like my wardrobe went from the colorful, brightly colored polos to like I just wear golf polos and cowboy boots every single day of the week. Absolutely, because that. You know, fits not only does it fit with Austin culture, it fits me as a personality, but like now I have all of these polos and I got nowhere to go. <laughs> but and, you apparently can buy a pajamas. Look, I again out of 2020, it's not surprising that somebody thought, you know what? We need to make people more comfortable as they're sitting around on their Zoom meetings and cameras and stuff. Like I and look, we already have a culture. I don't know what it is about this whole, you know, everybody's talking about how there's a, this has actually started a trend. My wife and I were talking about this the other day that I saw a television commercial the other day and it was the guy had like a, a sports jacket on, right? And a polo underneath or something. And then he was in shorts and like, like designer shorts or whatever. And this was his look. It wasn't. It wasn't that he was on a Zoom call. I think that was part of the commercial. But it, it was like this was his look, the style, the style of a suit jacket, a, a sports jacket, a, a shirt, and then, you know, shorts. So I think you're going to see this trend of Zoom call where I'm wearing a suit and tie up front on top, but I'm, I'm wearing shorts and flip-flops on the bottom, right? Um, it's all over TikTok right now. These people—it's it's the mullet of outfits. It is. It's the that is a perfect analogy, Danny. Congratulations! It is the mullet of outfits. Party on the t bottom, right? Business on the top. That is wow. You should buy that now. This is the mullet of outfits, and then promote the hell out of it. The point buy is, what? like, uh, what's that? What would I buy? Uh, just sell that. Sell that outfit. Okay. Sell shorts. Sell you know tops. You know. We'll put it on there where they can design their own, like the old school flip things. You know what I mean? Yeah, anyway, no. the point is, um, I, I, seeing this, there's entire TikTok trends right now where they go the, uh, uh, I saw this the other day, where different TikTokers. You are 100 years old. Shut your you face. You should not have TikTok. Shut your face. I find it entertaining. All right. The point is, is where, you know, they're sitting there and they've got like their dog in their lap <laughs> and they're eating like candy and crap like that. Mm. And they're like, and then it says at the bottom something like, uh, everybody starts turning on their cameras for the meeting and it's yes, people yeah, just yeah. going, Oh crap. And then they like yeah, yeah, put yeah. on like a shirt and put their ponytails yeah. up or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, and they get up and they're, you know, they're wearing pajama pants or whatever. And they're trying to put a shirt on and, you know, my favorite thing that you've ever done in this podcast is mimic somebody putting up their ponytail or putting their hair up in a ponytail, knowing dang well, you haven't had enough hair to, to put your hair up in a ponytail ever. Ever. Since the Carter administration. Ever, 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 ever. The point is the same. I enjoy yeah. it. So, look, pajama suit, right? Which is the question. 
I, I guarantee you, first of all, it doesn't come in big man sizes. Um, okay. I would guarantee you that. It was not a question. It was a statement that this thing exists, first of all. And you're correct. This is not a big man certified look, okay? <laughs> but it's all stretchy material, so I feel like we're not that far off, right? I feel Should- like the most, the majority of what I purchase is already like, listen, man, you're too fat. This is the best we can do. This is sweatpants <laughs> material for everything. Is there a zipper? Like, is there a zipper on it? Like, yeah, because that ain't gonna work. Like, I what, don't think so. Is it a onesie? No. Is it a Benz's onesie? Because if it's a footy pajamas where the feet look like shoes, <laughs> and then like the zip ups yeah. the side so you can't completely see it, that yeah. would be the bomb right there. Like a a, a business onesie. Onesie. Yeah, that okay. Would be awesome. I could get into a business onesie. I see that you're talking about a large big business onesie, which would be everybody else's like a complete car cover. Yeah. But yes, you know what I mean. Like a business onesie, yeah. I could be totally down for. I could because, like, and then I'm not hiking my pants up all the time. Okay. No, nothing. Like, you put it on. Did, foot, did foot. we just start a new business? We did. We should. Uh, the big man, one, you know, business onesie, right? Like, that is. Tell me people wouldn't embrace that all over. Okay. Are that you is telling some, me that in, a, in, in, in short order here, we're going to have to. Uh, we're going to have to start uh, putting these on Amazon Prime. Coming to Amazon Prime soon. Big man certified. Big man gear certified. <laughs> X idiots versus like you know with idiots, idiots versus, versus idiots, idiots business onesie. onesie like that would That's be funny. I I would sport one of those is all I'm saying all right Especially yeah if but you would do short, a lot of things is is there a short sleeve version as well people people I have never I've known big man for several years I have never and one on one occasion on one occasion when it was raining in in Austin uh-huh. have I seen him wearing pants otherwise he is wearing shorts, shorts. uh huh god awful. New Balance sneakers, the worst. And it's not like New Balance is kind of cool, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, now they are. They're, you know, they have that deal with, uh, what's that one guy? Uh, it's I forget a total the, dad the, look, right? It's a total dad look. It's a total dad But shoot. it's not even a good dad. It's not even like fun dad look. I don't this care. is like third divorce. And you're on your first marriage. This is, this is third divorce. I'm paying child support on a kid that ain't mine look. Like, He's not wrong. That's a... Huh? He's not. You are not wrong. My my entire um, uh, plethora of clothes consists of uh, polos, like Danny yeah. just said. Got him into the polos. You know, logo yeah. polio polos. Polios. Um, yep. My branded T-shirts. Yeah. Um, and a pair of shorts. Uh, play dry of some sort, whether it's Nike, right, Adidas, or whatever. Yeah. And a comfy pair of shoes. That is it, folks. That is as yeah, difficult no. as it gets. It's really. If I've got to go to a wedding or something like that that I need to dress up, it is boots and blue jeans. I do own a couple of those, but that's yeah. it. That's that's for special occasions. Yeah, I saw you wearing the jeans one time where we went to that. Uh, um, oh, who am I forgetting the basketball player's name now? Le- LeBaron James, LeBron Chrysler James. LeBaron James. Yeah, LeBaron James. He owns like he owns the he's a majority shareholder in some pizza place, and we went there in Austin. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. uh. Um, and I saw you wearing pants and I was just like, did somebody die? <laughs> I thought, I don't know what the occasion would have to be for you to wear pants. But. Funerals and weddings, man. Funerals and weddings. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's about it. I, I don't. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That look, uh, this kind of goes into the whole statement about a pajama, you know, a comfortable look, your clothes should be comfortable. Um, they should. Now this may be a big guy thing. Um, I know my wife 
wears clothes that aren't necessarily comfortable for her, but she enjoys to wear. Um, I don't understand that that train of thought. Um, I don't subscribe to that train of thought. The clothes that you wear should be comfortable, and they yeah, should they fit should. your personality, um, which is why the whole big man gear thing, right? Well, you know, a whole self-plug here, but... Um, uh, the the big man gear thing that's what it's all about it is about uh, comfortable large men's clothing because it should be comfortable and I feel like as a uh, big guy our clothes are very most of my clothes are custom because of that right like I don't I feel like there's not anything anytime like I'll give you a great example. My my kids all play football for the uh, Henry Hawks, go Hawks. Um and there wasn't it, there there wasn't any place I could go to get hawk gear um for my children. So right. I had to go and find matching color shirt and had a hawk shirt made, right? And right. had a hawk hat made. Um, and stuff like that, because I find that most places don't offer larger sizes, especially comfortable yeah. large sizes and, for their things. We're, we're going to land this train wreck of a plane ride here pretty, <laughs> pretty quick here. But one one thing I will say, and a credit to Big Man, uh, which has completely changed how I buy clothes, is I will go by, I am a graphic designer, and uh, so I found locally a company that will direct to garment print whatever design I come up with for $13. Nice. And um, so I just buy Amazon basics, whatever in my size, Amazon basics mm-hmm. by designed by DXL. Um, and I will have them print my logos and my stuff. And it is so satisfying because it really feels like a garment that I made, even though I literally just drove it from my doorstep to the lady's place. And but that is one thing. I think it's hilarious that it's such a 2020 thing. And I think that 2020 is going to be such a pivotal year in how people do business. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of these signs of that is some company in Japan is making a pajama could, suit. Could this company exist a year ago? With any other than it the being company a novelty a year. in Sky Mall. Right. No, I'm talking about this product. This yeah. right. Other than being a novelty in Sky Mall, right? Like, or some weird kind of obs- weird, you know, you know, yeah. magazine. Could this? Would this be a new product a year ago? I don't think it would. Without. Well, the- I think th- th- to be fair, though, they have the women. The 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 women's out there um, have jeggings, which are it's they put a jean they put a denim jean print on leggings, right? <laughs> It's, I look, I that is, I I don't know where that trend came from, right? Several years ago, and now it was leggings, and now they have jeggings, and you know, leggings that look like blue jeans, and leggings that uh-huh. look like this and that, and and um and that, I, good for them, right? Something yeah. that caught on that they are still today but making I, money but from. I, but there there was an American company who made a, it was. A, like a sweatshirt hoodie fabric and they cut it they cut a suit out of it so this isn't outrageous right no, this this no. that existed a couple of years ago so i'm not and the, like the the sneaker trend which like the trend of people just wearing sneakers with everything right right which i remember my the hipsters that i knew 10 years ago were like i'm such a hipster and i'm different and a y- unique I wore a gray suit to my wedding with black Chuck Taylors. I'm so unique and different. 
except every dingus did it that year, right? Okay, I don't care what kind of outsider you are. You belong to a group, okay? There, there's no one out there walking alone. You are not the first person that wore a T-shirt as a shirt every day, right? A plain yeah. white T-shirt that wore a shirt every day. You're not the first one that, that you know what I mean, created that outfit. And so that's like, if, if there's one thing we can add a value to your day here is like, you don't care. Like, okay, you, so you're copying someone. Like, I know this, like, from recently, an extended family member named their kid something that is a like my mom's nickname right uh-huh and then she was con- like there's a you know like my sister and i were like wouldn't it be funny like because she if, refused to acknowledge that this was our family like this is my mom's nickname but we don't care right and i'm sure you've seen those like if you go on reddit and like there's the am i the asshole thread which is hilarious yes. on reddit love it but there is a there's one where it's like, where did you get this name for your kid? And the girl's like, well, it's my mother's name. And then the lady replies to her, well, no, I've never seen anyone use this name until we named our dog that. And it's really weird that you're using this name. And she goes, this is literally my mother's name. I I saw this. Was that yeah, the yeah. one where she was like, you can't, I, how dare you name your kid that? Or yes, my yeah, dog yeah, yeah. that because of that? Can you rename your dog or something like that? Yeah, or, well, yeah, like, it, it was. So like I have a... You, you know, some of my friends who like they're, you know, he had a kid, he just had a kid, he had a baby girl and his sister named her son. She was having a son at nearly the same time after his wife's dad, because she just liked the name James and they're okay. pissed because they're like, we now can't name our kid that I was like, you know what? My sister and I will probably end up naming our kids the exact same set of names because there are family names. My like, both of our grandparents on both sides are both named Daniel and Sarah on my parent, on my mom's side and my dad's side. So it was natural that these are the names we ended up with and we will end up naming our kids the exact same things. We don't care. So if, if you're trying to be unique, what, what you're, you're aiming at the wrong target, the target you should aim at is be authentic. What yes. is the most authentic thing to you? And for big man, he is a successful entrepreneur in a growing market in a, you know, in a generally growing marketplace in Austin. And he wears, like he has described and I, and he's agreed as I've described third divorce dad, it's not even dad. It's div- third divorce dad. Right. And you know, like the first marriage is usually on target that by the time you're on to number three, it's kind of like slim pickings. Right. But it's so, it's so good at branding that if, you are not the first person that sees me in jeans and asks me that question. I can yeah. count. Well, I can't even count. It is that many. If I wear anything but my branded polo yep. shorts, right, and my tennis shoes, if I wear anything else, I get these strangest looks from people that know me or, or yeah. other business people that I have What's to going with. on? Because they, exactly. They automatically get, and I get that a billion times. Who are you, right? And what did you do? With, like, I, like it yeah, is Yeah, what that. did you do with Big Man? So, like, I have the same thing because after I moved to Texas and I realized it's hot there sometimes. Yeah. All okay. The time, and but yes. I'm already a furnace. So I switched to just wearing, and that's, I just, it's fine. I wear all black or gray. Right. And, uh, uh, I realized that I have all these brightly colored because I used to wear, I was like a peacock, okay? 
Um, I had all these bright colors, and I still have some of those remnants in my wardrobe. And occasionally, I'll pull one of them out for something. You know, special occasion. I'll wear a red shirt, and people are like, you okay? Where's the red shirt coming from? Why are you wearing a red shirt? Why are you wearing a red shirt? It's bothering me. Why are you wearing... But that's the point. Like, yeah. and, and we'll get into a conversation, I'm sure, one day about branding and and how it ties into your personality. And how you suck at it, but for whatever reason, this is a great lesson in branding. Aisha. Big man is terrible. Everything he picks from branding is the worst. It makes me physically ill. But here's what is a key point it to works. branding. It works. That's the thing. It. Execution is more important than branding. And buy-in. Buy in yeah. and execute. Even if Danny thinks it's garbage, which Danny thinks most things are garbage, that's the, true. The, um, the, the buy in, if the buy in is there and it's unique and it is you, know, yeah. you because I truly believe that you are the uniqueness. People go all the time, well, how do I stand out? Just be you. There's yeah, no that's one really else like you. For a lot of people, yeah, it's difficult no for one me. Else. Everybody else. I get this question. No joke. At least every other day, I get a phone call from somebody. You know what I mean? That called me and they go, "Well, how do I? You know, how do I stand out? How do I be different? How do I accomplish what you've accomplished?" And the answer is, is you can't be me. No one yeah. can be me. I am the only me that exists, right? Except for the three little ones in my house, and they all think they're me, right? And, and, and so much so, this is no joke. Speaking of branding and shirts and stuff, my children were relentless until they got shirts that matched mine. Like literally, my children all have big man shirts because they are re- they were relentless. I thought it would phase out, right? Like eventually, yeah. they'll just stop asking like for it. Like kids tuck her out of a lot of stuff. Yeah, they get they bored. do. They did not, and they wear okay. them proudly. This okay. is their thing. And but my point is, is I get this call, and they look. They can't. You can't be me. I can't be Danny. Right. Right. You can't be somebody else. And 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 until you figure that out, and I think branding along with like you know you said the pajama suit and this kind of stuff whatever it may be it doesn't have to have your logo on a shirt to be your brand right your brand can be my danny and i talked about how we have the same doctor right and when you see our doctor ever i don't care when you see him it's a tommy bahama don't even say it i can already yep exactly it's a hawaiian shirt i don't know if it's tommy bahama but he's always tommy bahama so that makes perfect sense because he makes he's a doctor you're right uh alligator alligator boots yes which I don't think a lot of people in, in Texas wear alligator boots. It's not no, a no, Texas, no, no, it's, it's a, not a thing. That's more of a, a Louisiana, Florida thing than it is. A yeah, Texas because thing. that's what you because you have ample supply of alligators down there. <laughs> and I love talking about our doctor because I he was my favorite doctor that I've ever had in my entire life. One hundred percent, great guy. But that's my point. Yeah. He's always in Tommy Bahama, blue jeans and boots. I've never seen him wear a white coat either. I mean, he's got the stethoscope, but never seen him wear a no, white coat. And, but that is his thing every day. And we and him and I actually got on that conversation one day. Is that is his? That's just one Beautiful. of his things. If he's not wearing yeah. that, it's something else is going on, right? Yeah. Um. But that that so I think appearance and, and and branding and all these things go hand in hand. But it has to embrace, as you said, you. And it doesn't have to be a logo like we just said. Right. In his case, it's Tommy Bahama blue jeans and boots. It doesn't have to be a logoed shirt. You don't have to have your personal whatever. Thing you on can it. embrace something that is your look, is your brand, is your marketing, that kind of thing. And and uh and and make it a big deal. Anyway, we've gotten from a pajama pajama suit. All this the was way our to first. This was our first podcast we've done. We've only done three of these, and this is number four so far. Where we got we went off on so many tangents, <laughs> and it's going to be kind of a mess to make clips out of. So uh, it'll but be all right. There had to be one. 
There had to be one. And there'll so. be more in the future. We will get off on tangents. It's part of this show. It'll no, be- there won't be. No, I'll keep you on track. Eat it. So. God, huh? you suck. You suck. Yeah, so do We're you. You're such an idiot. Anyway, uh, uh, is there anything else you would like to talk about today? Yeah, just one other thing. I just wanted to say that you're an idiot. <laughs> you, my friend, are also an idiot, and we will just agree on that. Um, Thank you. If there's not anything, folks, we appreciate you. Uh, any complaints you may have, please uh, uh, give them to Danny. I don't want them. Yep. Uh- <laughs> it's Danny at upyours.com. <laughs> I'm going to get that email one day. Can we each have one of those big, it's big man at upyours.com. Um, <laughs> well, up yours the, at I'm up afraid yours. to Google <laughs> that. I have to turn on a VPN before I can even Google <laughs> if that's available. I'm, I'm curious what ads you would get from Amazon after Googling up yours. Anyway, um, folks, we appreciate you. As always, we enjoy you. Uh, we'll see I you don't appreciate time. any of you. You're all beneath me. So, All right. Be nice, Danny. We'll see you. No. Bye. <laughs>